1: The smartest guys around
0: are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way, Survive Survivor, know it all.
1: you Rob? i've been saying for weeks every week i come on this podcast and say gabler gabler Ed, obvious. winner edit 100 no question in Got my this. mind is going to be gabler please delete all future all, all, all previous episodes of this podcast
2: wow we wow wow uh steven um very interesting night OK, uh, really, I think this is like the time that we're probably, I guess, maybe since Chris Underwood uh, and uh, we weren't even t- uh, together for that night because uh, I was there in the building. But have we ever been this just gobsmacked about uh, the winner Gable, of the Gable season? Gable- Gable- <laughs> Gable- you got <laughs> gabler uh, <laughs> Congratulations to Gabler on the victory. The victory that the the assassin that none of us saw coming put the poison in the king's bowl, snuck in, got out, and got the big win. Unbelievable!
1: Really unbelievable. In some ways, this is weird. I mean, I don't want to say it's weirder than Chris Underwood because that truly was an insane right. thing that happened right. when someone who wasn't even in Survivor showed up on day, you know, thirty-seven. Yeah, started, um, right. But in some ways, just the fact that this person who was there the whole time. We truly. I mean, I guess he was hiding in plain sight, but I did mm-hmm. not see him coming. Yeah, I mean,
2: I did not. It's all throughout the season. All. I'm I'm hiding in plain sight, and I, I would say in the podcast, like, boy, this is the third episode in a row, Gablers. I'm hiding in plain <laughs> sight. Like, why are they talking about this so much? Uh, But I thought he had the longest shot, even even this week, uh, to get to be the winner of the season, and we will help you. Make sense of everything that happened here tonight. That's what we do on the Survivor Know It Alls. I know people that uh, people are uh, electrified on Twitter talking about this. Uh, some good, a lot of people upset. Uh, we'll talk about everything, uh, all the different perspectives. Why didn't Cassidy get the win? Uh, a lot of people are asking. I think we can talk that through as well. We'll take your comments and your questions here tonight, live right after the episode make sure you're subscribed to Rob is a podcast. Rob is a website.com slash subscribe because I'm going to have exit press with all five of the uh, people that were in this episode. Uh, That's going to be Carla, Jesse, Owen, Cassidy, Gabler. I will have that all on Thursday and the winner of season 42 of Survivor, Marianne Oketch, will join me and we will talk about what she thinks about Gabler becoming the latest Survivor winner. Plus, we'll have the Survivor Feedback Show. Brian Scally will join me on Friday for the Survivor Feedback Show. Steven, uh, to me, let me just give you my thoughts. Yeah. I thought this was super fun tonight. I, I know that, th- that Gabler was not many people's choice for coming into this of who you wanted to see win. Uh, when you got to the final three, maybe Gabler was not your pick, I'm not I'm talking the royal you uh yeah, yeah, yeah. to right. you to, to win to win the season. But if you can only enjoy a survivor season when your favorite player uh ends up being the winner, you're gonna be disappointed more often than not. And I thought this was just such a wild finish. And I think that this season was it was not really Gabler's journey. I mean the story of the season was Jesse's journey. And then I think that this was the scenario that I had called all week, the all hell breaks loose final three of Cassidy, Owen and Gabler. And in that scenario, it was a jump ball. Yeah. And the jury liked what Gabler had to say more so than Cassidy or Owen.
1: I was surprised. It really sounded like the decision was made in that final tribal council, Mm -hmm. which I've always said that never happens and I've, but, and I'm I'm curious, you know, as the exit press rolls out, how much that is held Mm -hmm. up, but based on what they were saying tonight, it really sounded like the juror and and this group kind of seemed to be a generous group in that regard. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily going to come in with this, you know, preconceived idea of who, you know, should win. so the idea that they gave each of these players, a chance to explain themselves and justify their win, I think is a, a nice thing to have done. Um, and it, it sounds like it, it was legitimately done. It's and, and, and Gabler did the best. I mean, Gabler had a really good final tribal council. Yeah.
2: I really think that as we're talking through the difference between Gabler at the Final Tribal Council and Cassidy at the Final Tribal Council, this was a season that had uh, that was top heavy, that had power players, uh, specifically Jesse, uh, Jesse and Carla. uh, And even you could, uh, you know, include Cody in on that. The people that went out, you know, fourth, fifth and sixth in the game. Gabler was able to craft a narrative at the Final Tribal Council that did not insult any of those players. It was. Hey, I was laying in the weeds. You were the you were the That's power players. You were the people. I just was like moving in between the shadows and and I, I did what I could just to stay out of stay out of the line of fire. And now here I am and I made the fire and I beat and I and I beat Jesse. But I always this was always my plan. Cassidy to tell a winning story has to sort of right. s- take credit from the big egos that are on the jury. And I think it's harder for her to tell her story of why she should win the season when she has to try to say, I, I no, I actually did have a lot of agency over this move and this move and this move. And there are people on the jury. You saw that one moment where they're like, ah, no, actually that does not pass the smell test. Actually that, right. that, that really had nothing to do with you. It's like, Oh, okay. When um,
1: Ryan checked in with, Cody about was I really, you know, did, did she influence the vote for me or was I already the target? Mm-hmm. And Ryan was one of her big names because that had been a rivalry, you know, going back mm-hmm. to the pre-merge. So for, for, right, for, for this to be one of her big moves and then for, right, that to be fact-checked on the jury was, was, uh,
2: yeah, Took so, away a whale off. And Gabler took credit for no for no moves. So it, it Ellie, wasn't. He took credit for Elliot L- which was, yeah, Which sure. Right. Sure. That was the one yeah. that was the one thing. But like go back to like uh, you know, there's none of the moves that went on in the the post-merge game where Cass, where where things happened that Cassidy was involved in, but for her to take credit for those things kind of uh, was in a way taking credit away from people that were sitting on the jury. So I think it was a very tough spot for her to potentially like if, if it was her and Owen in like a fi- in a final two and they both, Hey, we both won three challenges. Uh, I persevered. I think that that would have been like a very interesting final two between Cassidy and Owen, but they were eating Gabler up tonight. They, that, love they, they were, that's such Yala a tell. Gabler. Yeah. At the final tribal council, the person that the jury when when the jury is laughing, the yeah. jury is about to go up and write that person's name down seven yeah. times.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were they were pretty friendly for the most part to all of the all of the, uh, the finalists. But, but yeah, they 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 loved Gabler. So let me ask you a question here. OK, Rob, is there a world where Cassidy tells the game because Cassidy was in on all of the correct votes, which means presumably she was actually a part of more shifting power alliances mm-hmm. than Gabler was. Yeah. Now, is there a world where Cassidy tells the same story that Gabler did, where she says, I was a part of all these different groups. That's why I was in on every vote, you know, but I wasn't trying to be the one, you know, you know when we, we saw people, certainly online, talking about why Cassidy was going to win, the storyline people were pointing to was the story of, this thing Cassidy said in the first episode of, I don't want to stick my head up high because those are the people who get, you know, chopped, chopped down. Like, I'm going to let all these crazy people take each other out. And that's kind of what Gabler said, right? Was what Cassidy had set out to do. Gabler said, like, hey, I, I tried to stay under the surface, just influencing, just being in, in the... What if Cassidy had said that exact same thing? Because wouldn't it also be true for her? Like, couldn't she make the same cake? Like, Cassidy's argument was more... I was there, I was in the power position, I was pushing the boat. But what if she had said instead that kind of thing that Gabriel did, which was like, I was lying, you know, I was waiting, I was, I was, you know, shifting with the with the currents. Like, could she have won in that case?
2: You know, I, I think that it's um Probably a harder sell from Cassidy because I don't know if she necessarily was doing that. I don't know if she or like her vote was moving around and 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 shifting between alliances. Uh, where you know she was sort of like with she was with Coco and then really right. once the Carla thing fizzled out, it seems like that Owen was her tightest ally and Owen probably would have been a vote for her. Uh, right. had he been sitting on the jury and maybe somebody like who could have been stumping more. For Gable, uh, for for Cassidy, I I don't know if maybe uh there were forces at work either stumping for Gabler on the jury also or uh we saw in that conversation between Carla and Cassidy of forces that might have been stumping against Cassidy as well. Uh, I think that that relationship falling apart with Carla I think was a, a big point against. Cassidy ultimately uh, being the winner of the season, I think, and and Cassidy admitted that she thought that that was her biggest mistake, the way that she handled uh, the uh, breakup with Carla uh, that took place, uh, you know, towards the end of the game. So I I think that um, I'm very interested to hear what Cassidy thinks about all of this, but this is just such a unique situation where this person who comes from out of nowhere to win the season I feel like that there's been very few times in a a U.S. season where we have a situation like this.
1: Yeah. And I I almost want to go back and watch it. And I'm not going to do this, but Mm -hmm. I I sort of want, you know, and see because looking back and even even, you know, you know, there was there was always the check in with Gabler of. Oh, Gabler's like, you know, there'll always be some like little, like you said, like the moment where he says, I'm hiding in plain sight or the moment where he's having a conversation with another couple of people. And it's like, got it, got it. That's the plan. I'm in on the plan. Or, you know, the moment where he tells Owen at the last minute, okay, this is the plan vote this way. Um, And, you know, one thing that the jury pointed to a lot with Gabler was the way that he like kind of connected individually yeah. with them right like jesse said the thing about how oh the two of them were silent assassins and and you know that seemed that seems to resonate with a lot of people that like gabler would kind of create these individual bonds with a lot of people um you know i just can't it's it's such an interesting it truly is like i, I it, because at the same time and one of the craziest things I've ever seen on Survivor was when Gabler woke up his tribe in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to cover them in palm fronds. Sure. I still can't get it. Owen like, calls
2: him a, a bull in a china shop early yeah. in the season, but I think that there was a point where, like, I, I don't think that he was ever mean spirited, and I think that you know this was something that um, I, I, I think about, like with uh, Mateo in Survivor of the Amazon, like he was like a weird guy, but at one point he kind of became, Hey, he's our weird guy. And I think that they sort of like, uh, like really enjoyed Gabler's company, even though nobody really looked at him as like a valued member of, uh, like anybody's like key coalition that they were putting together. He was kind of just thought of as a number and you look up and he's sitting there in the final three and everybody loves the guy. Uh, he, had a game that, you know, he was not taking credit for any of the moves that were made. He just took credit for, Hey, I knew the type of game that I was playing and he didn't have to, you know, uh, right. like claim agency over anything that right. any other players felt like, Hey, that was my move. Right. That was my move. That's that a was a great my
1: observation. Move. That's a really good read on, on the situation. The other thing too, which I really, you know, um, I guess respected about his game was, is that he, you know, a lot often when people would come to him with a plan, you know, earlier in the cycle, he would say, I need to think about what this means for my game. And I think that as a result, he was always very, because he always had that kind of like free agent, you know, that free agent sort of vibe of, mm-hmm. okay, we like, we can pick up Gabler for this vote. Who knows what the, you know, what the future will bring with Gabler. And I think you're right that that kind of, in this specific final situation gave him a lot of, you know, a lot of credibility i guess mm-hmm. I mean, in a different situation where there was someone who was more in control of a dominant alliance that wouldn't hold up so well but it you know i think with with uh you know against these two obviously it did you know we're talking about cassidy versus gabler do you think there's anything owen could have said because owen's store whole story this season yeah. has been the guy who just couldn't you know just all the near misses yeah. never in on the right side of the vote always you know getting the football take you know Yanked away just before he kicks it but he also told that story a lot about himself and i'm wondering if he sunk his ship to any degree by by creating this narrative this charlie brown narrative around himself which almost became not just was self-fulfilling but may have really influenced the way other people perceived him
2: yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I, I broke down this scenario of a, th- a bunch of different times on the podcast of Gabler, Cassidy and Owen that I referred to as the all hell breaks loose scenario. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I, I saw it as a Cassidy win all week long coming in because I thought that Gabler and Owen were going to potentially be splitting The same votes that they were going after. And I thought that Cassidy could get to four and maybe those two guys maybe get two each. And then ultimately Cassidy ends up getting the win. Ultimately, those those Owen votes all go to Gabler and Cassidy loses a few of the votes to Gabler. And I think that for for Owen, yeah, he did talk so much about, you know, how bad he did. Maybe maybe he oversold how bad he had did uh, at times in the game. I mean, he did, he did get to the end and he also uh, like, w- he could have told uh, a story like a Gabler about how he got there. Um, but I was surprised that he did not get uh, the Janine vote for one. I felt like that, uh, that he had been working with uh, Janine and Ellie all through Baca, I mean, he voted with Janine uh, all, all the way through. I was very surprised he didn't get the Noel vote as well because Noel yeah, was she also. She seemed to really be stopping uh, for him, even yes. in the in the jury. That that really, I think that might have been the biggest surprise for me out of the votes was that Noel votes for Gabler and not Owen there. So I, I really thought that Owen had two votes in uh, in the jury that ultimately end up going to Gabler. So there must have just been a lot of goodwill towards, uh, Gabler that we just ultimately never saw.
1: Well, and, and it also too could have been this, you know, this idea that I think it was Carla said at the reunion of them, each having kind of a checklist for the different contestants that each of them kind of had to fulfill. And, you know, maybe they were looking for more specifically from yeah. Owen of what he really did. They wanted that sort of, I was out of the loop, but here's how I fought. And I think. I think maybe he really emphasizes out of the loopness instead of his, here's how I foughtness." Yeah. What I, do you think the checklist? Well, go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I was going to say that. I think that with going back to Gabler, like I think that what the jury comes in and they sort of like, okay, this is how we see Gabler and, and Gabler gives them back a version. Like, yes, right. This is what I was doing. And like, yes, that is what he was doing. Like right. it totally, it totally made it like, um, is in line with the story that the jury has about, and where Cassidy maybe is coming in and saying, like, no, 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 there was actually more that I was doing that doesn't exactly coincide with what the jury is thinking. And for Owen, I wonder if they just felt like that Owen is more of sort of like a, uh, like having like this Forrest Gump type experience of that, you know, he has like had a lot of bad luck, but somehow he ends up here in the final three, uh, not necessarily by any design of his own. Whereas that Gabler was able to say, yeah, this, this was the plan uh, that I was trying right. to do all along. Like it was right. not the same plan that anybody else was trying, but this was my original plan. Owen, like the, this is nothing like how Owen drew it up.
1: Right. But that's, I mean, I think I, I wonder, and again, like it's so easy to do after the fact, you know, our um possibilities, but like, is there a world where Owen says, you know, leans into that more. And I think that that was sort of yeah. what his, his idea was when he was talking about how he was going to present himself at final tribal. But to say, this was not at all my plan. And here's how, I mean, at each vote, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because truly like at each mm-hmm. vote, he was once again, he was once again left out of the vote. So it, 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 I, he really had an uphill battle here. What do you think though, Cassidy, like what, how could Cassidy have presented herself differently? If, you know, we're saying she maybe... The, the way she presented herself as being in on every vote, as being, you know, a, a strategic driver might have um, not jibed with the way that the power players, you know, conceived of of the the way, you know, of, of the game. Yeah. Do you think there's a different way she could have portrayed herself?
2: You know, I think that for Cassidy, in hindsight, I think this actually was a tough final three for her to be in, because I think that Cassidy comes in as sort of like her archetype is a little bit like in in, in a lot of the other final three scenarios, she would have been sort of like the plucky underdog right. that nobody, but she kind of comes into a final three with Gabler and Owen that Gabler said, uh, you know, it's the, the, the champion, uh, the underdog, and she was the champion. Right, I think she kind of came into the final three, maybe being the favorite out of those three. And then Gabler was able to sort of be positioned more as the underdog. You talk about this all the time. The jury loves the underdog story. And I think that they, at the end of the day felt like, okay, we, we feel better walking away. The winner of our season being Gabler, as opposed to Cassidy and feeling like, okay, that, you know, Cassidy, outmaneuvered us. No, that wasn't necessarily the case. It was Gabler who, you know, was, was hiding in plain sight who, uh, you know, basically like, uh, was able to maneuver his way through all of us. I mean, in some ways it is like survivor 38 there with Gavin
1: Whitson being kind of like mm-hmm. right at the heart of that core Alliance. And then, you know, still, you know, not getting, not getting the respect from the jury, you know, as the guy who's like at the center of a strategic Alliance. And it's not, you know, it doesn't get the same respect as the person who's sort of like on the outside, like doing, you know, Gabler things. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, mm-hmm. but like, truly like there's a little bit of like more mystery rather than around the dark horse than around that person. Who's like at the center of the Alliance and not necessarily being one of those flashier figureheads of the alliance, although mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Cassidy with three immunity wins, you know, not not flashy Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but she's also in the final three with Owen, who also had three immunity wins. Right. So, do wasn't you think even...
1: that takes away from her if she's the only one there with three wins? Does that does she have more of a resume point?
2: Yeah, I think so. If it's like she's yeah. it like, hey, I came in, I won, you know, I won these immunities, I I, I did that, and you know, I, I think that you know, Owen also has three immunity wins, and so uh, like you know, uh, I, it's I, not
1: that special <laughs> to be a finalist with three immunity wins in this in this finale.
2: In the, yeah. In this this final three yeah. I know a lot of people are upset like well Cassidy she won three challenges but so, yeah so did Owen Owen That's did too that
1: him, him, the very fact of him sitting there might have taken away one of one of her big arguments mm-hmm. yeah and she, but she really seemed to win them when it counted you know in ways that we saw often that was like it looked like she was going to be a target or people were going to split votes between her and Carla. And then Cassidy would, would
2: win. And Cassidy did a great job. Make no mistake. Uh, Cassidy did a great job. Would have been a very worthy winner of the season. Uh, Really looking forward to talking with her about uh, what, uh, everything that she did in her game uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, Ultimately though, the people that were out there with her, uh, I asked Cody specifically about this the other day. I thought this was uh, like kind of. I don't know if you listened to my exit interview with Cody, but I had asked Cody. I said, "Tell me about Cassidy. I want to know where where did Cassidy fit in to everything." And Cody gave a very I thought damning answer about Cassidy and said, "Yeah, you know what? Strategically, like I, I, you know, I. He said I connected with her spiritually, but as far as strategy goes, yeah, she was not really. uh, He didn't see her as she. he, He saw her as Carla's piece." And somebody who wasn't really involved in a lot of the strategizing that was going on. Uh, that, that And that's coming from Cody. So I thought that was interesting going into uh, the final three. And obviously, uh, for whatever reasons, the rest of the jury uh, did not feel like Cassidy was uh, really responsible for what was going on either.
1: Right. Yeah. It's um truly one of the most wild results I think we've ever yeah. seen in this show.
2: It, it really is just the uh, just second oldest
1: ever. Uh, like, what's interesting, like with Bob, I feel like Bob became much more of a fan favorite. I mean, yeah. Bob also had a big immunity streak at the end. Hmm. You know, he was the last person left in his alliance. Um, but again, like, just truly wild. Um, really unlikely. Right. And we can't not mention the huge thing of giving all of the money to charity. Sure. Something that it sounds like he decided on the island. Um, and and committed to there yeah, at the finale. Yeah, I mean, uh, said it
2: in a confession. Very and- interesting. So I really thought like coming into that final tribal council, uh, you know, it seemed like that everything was go- was going Gabler's way at, 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 during the tribal council. And then I kind of expected, okay, they're going to have a closing argument. And then here it comes. Right. Gabler is going to, you know, by the way, this next, uh, th- this next minute's for the veterans. And he was going to basically, uh, you know, drop that on everybody. Hey, and if you vote for me, I'm going to donate all the money to char- to to veterans charity and uh he doesn't do that during the game. I I just thought that was incredible to me yeah. that he that he that he has this noble purpose and you would feel like okay well that's going to seal the deal. Uh right. to say at the tribal council he waits until after the yeah. the after it's announced to then say that he's going to do that. Now, Steve, it would have
1: seemed like pandering, you know, if he mentioned I mean, yeah,
2: maybe now I don't know. Call, call me crazy. Maybe like, uh, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a country that actually took care of its own veterans and, 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 and didn't make poor Gabler go on TV and win a million dollars to give to people that are wounded uh, yeah. that are our soldiers. I know. Yeah. What, what a crazy concept that is. Um, yeah. But for Gabler, I mean, you you saw and really how great is that when you go back and you do your rewatch of the season, tell me how great is that scene uh, on the replay when he's doing it he's for all of the all his friends? Yeah. You know, uh the challenge. Just it's it just incredible uh that he would have thought to uh, do that. I, I'm I'm very curious to know did he, did his family know he was doing this? Uh, when he right. uh, like a, like a, okay, the good news, good news, bad news. Uh, I won the season. <laughs> bad news is I decided we're giving all the money to the charity. <laughs> um, so that that's gonna be very interesting to find out from yeah. uh from Gabler. But yeah, what it what a story. I mean, could you ever imagine that uh we're you know, we're 43 seasons in and somebody announced I guess Yule had had pledged that he would do this for um, in survivor winners at war, but right. then to see somebody actually win the show and, and then say, and, it. and decide yeah. it like, yeah. And at what point during the game uh, did he decide to do that?
1: Right. I mean, we never heard of it before, yeah. you know, before today, tonight, but of course, you know, with, with uh, the season of survivor, it could have been happening as, you know, for all we know, that's uh They've been happening since day one. Yeah. Since when? Since when? Oh, this has always since been Gabler. When? We know you know Gabler. He's always been
2: uh Well also the thing that, you know, you and I, uh, you know, we're we're dressed alike, uh, we're tweeting alike. Uh we both stumbled upon the same thing of uh, <laughs> that there's a point where, you know, where Cassidy talks about like one of her moves, or like, well, it's actually my move to get Ryan out. Uh, and Ryan said, I thought that uh, you had said like, and they're like, yeah, uh, actually, that was really the formation of the, the ride or die alliance. And like, uh, and that came up huge part of the season, apparently, uh, To which we say <laughs> yeah. since when um, so, Stephen yeah. How big of a deal was uh, the ride or die alliance? I mean, it
1: got mentioned like three or four times in the final tribal. Now, about, oh yeah. You know, ride or die. Of course the rider dies were, were huge. We saw it briefly. We did see it briefly. We, briefly. we did see when, um, when Jesse and Owen brought Gabler in when it, during the, I think it was during the split tribal, right? Um, so
2: the rider ride or die is uh, Jesse Cody
1: Gabler Owen. Sorry. I'm sorry. Jesse Cody brought Gabler. In. I didn't mean to say Owen. Yeah. I think, I think ride or die was just Jesse Cody and Gabler.
2: Okay. And does yeah. Owen get brought in at Ride
1: or Die at any point? Well, there was another Final Four. It sounded like that was Owen, mm-hmm. Gabler, Jesse, and maybe Cassidy. But I mean, I'm you know, this this late in the game, there's like every combination of of final whatevers, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it is interesting to think about <laughs> just like all these little alliances that we we know nothing about. We know, no- yeah. know nothing. Okay. Uh, um, and then, many of them got named tonight.
0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Let's talk about one of the big questions was the fire. Well, I mean, I guess working backwards, fire. Did Cassidy make the right choice take, you know, and who to put up against Jesse?
2: I think uh, that she ultimately did. You know, uh, Cassidy was really like fixated on Jesse about, okay, I I have to eliminate Jesse. And and really, ironically, she was nervous about, I see, I don't want to give Owen another thing. Owen's already won three immunity challenges. And if I give Owen another thing, then he might ultimately beat me. So I'm going to actually put Gabler up in that spot, uh, not realizing that ultimately it was going to be uh Gabler I got the sense Jesse and, and we'll and l- let's talk more about him uh when we go back to the the the, f- the way the final five went um you know I I felt like that he uh did not really appreciate the way uh that uh Cassidy played that like I I felt like that he seemed like uh v- like uh r- you know obviously he's oh, yeah oh, go ahead I mean, yeah. the idea
1: that he wanted Cassidy to step in against him is yeah. ab- absurd. Like the idea that like <laughs> it was like a big flashy move when Chris mm-hmm. did it. But the idea that it should be the norm. And in fact, like frowned on to not do that yeah. is is crazy.
2: Well, I loved what Cassidy said about like, because I right. would feel the same way. Like in the final four. So I have to win win immunity twice here. Uh, right. Like, hey, I, I won immunity. I won my spot. Don't make me have to give up my spot. I, I won this. Don't take this away from me. Um, yeah. so, but I, but I just feel like that, like when she goes to give him the hug, he looks like he's does not really, does not really want it, uh, from, right from cassidy but that's just
1: like i don't even think jesse i mean jesse now i'm sure does not think that Cass that was the correct choice from cassidy right like i'm sure that's just like a sour moment like oh she Mm should have done it and Mm -hmm. then i could have beaten her and then i would have won the season you know
2: but but jesse uh got such a beautiful send-off all all the way around uh in this episode and you know you really did uh i I said uh, i felt gutted just for a Jesse. You wonder, maybe uh could there be sea Money in the works for Jesse? Maybe. But I I thought Noelle was the
1: lock for yeah her. I thought she yeah, was I mean, too but yeah but like, tonight would change might change that. Do we is do we get an official sea uh, maybe I don't
2: know maybe there'll be something coming up. you uh, should write in to week. what's what sound survivor, survivor shout sound out. out yeah sound shout off. out at, at gmail.com what a wild idea that was um <laughs> but then uh, for yeah, so Jesse, uh, what what an incredible job! Uh, what what an incredible player! Uh, just uh, so much fun to watch, uh, Jesse. This is the Survivor Know It Alls. We do have twenty twenty hindsight. Yeah, w- did Jesse make the move against Cody too early? So I I said at the time,
1: and I've been you know very good at my predictions this season. I said at the time that. Even if Jesse lost, I still think it was the right move because Cody would have had an idol that he would have played at five. You know, get gets him to four. Um, presumably, Cody is the biggest threat at that point, and then Cody has to make fire. But I don't know why I think that Cody's a good fire maker. For some reason, I thought Cody seemed like he was. I would a think reliable, Cody's a good, good fire, fire, maker. fire maker. Yeah, and and like decent in challenges. I think for Jesse to take the shot at eliminating the person who would almost certainly beat them. Like you play for first, you don't play for second or mm-hmm. third, you know, and you have to take out the big threat when you've got the shot. And, and Jesse would not really get another reliable shot to take out Cody. Like he wouldn't not, not only would he not really get one, he would not get another shot. So I think he had to take it, you know, yes, that means that he's either going to have to win immunity or make fire, but, and and he's never won immunity and he's obviously yeah. not very good at fire. But um,
2: I just feel like that, you know, If Cody wins the final four immunity challenge and, you know, who's to say if he would have beaten uh, Cassidy that I I feel like and maybe he ends up having to make fire against Cody in that scenario. I I think that maybe like looking back, no other person would have brought him to the final two, final three, except for Cody. I I wonder if that would have been I'm I'm very curious to ask Jesse. I'm sure he's replayed it a million times and he would know like what, what he should have done in hindsight. And of course that it will never forget the amazing move that he made at the final six, but taking Cody to the final four where Cody would bring him, where then the jury could say, Cody, you idiot. Why you brought Jesse to the final, to the final three. Uh, And Jesse is able to tell his story, his family, like he just has uh, cards to play at the final three that Cody, who doesn't know the show particularly well, does not have and would not be able to articulate as well as Jesse would at the final three.
1: But in that world, Jesse does not have his biggest move. And Cody has a huge move. Cody has his crazy blind side of Carla in that situation. Mm -hmm. So and, and, you know, if you read uh, Dalton just had an interview with the jurors you know, kind of their thoughts going in. And it really sounds like Cody was the prohibitive favorite. So Mm -hmm. that was a correct read on Jesse's part that Cody probably what was the guy to beat. He nervous even without this like big, this big, um, Carla, you know, Carla blindside that Cody would have had. So I think that that, and then, you know, just for Jesse to get taken by Cody, like that's not going to make any, I, I mean, I think that in that case, he is almost assured a loss. And so the idea of taking the swing to put yourself in the position to win, I think is a much better choice okay. than basically being, you know, certain that you're not going to win. Well,
2: then let's talk about something else that Jesse could have done. That I think you and I are on the same page about. Yes, uh, maybe, I, right.
1: This is more of a yeah.
2: Maybe a potential play uh, that Jesse got wrong in this game, uh, and, and maybe the the first time he uh, got something wrong at the final five. Yeah. Uh, I saw you tweeted about this, and I had already, uh, I had already been thinking it. Okay, before you tweeted it,
1: (laughs) but got to move fast in this. Yeah, yeah,
2: yes. So that I thought that Jesse, uh, the way he ultimately decides to go is he wants Cassidy out, and ultimately, uh, you know, uh, Cassidy wants uh, to get uh, what Cassidy was was gunning for for Carla. Um, And Carla was was was... gunning for Jesse. Right.
1: Yeah. I I think they all sort of wanted. Well, the weird thing was they all sort of wanted Jesse, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And so it it seemed it seemed like the consensus was sort of forming around
2: Jesse. So that Cassidy was the one that she wanted Carla because she felt like that she wanted to be able to. That was her resume. Yeah. It's like a triangle. It's like uh, Cassidy wanted Carla. Carla wanted Jesse. Jesse wanted Cassidy.
1: Um, very strange for Owen to sort of be swayed by Cassidy's point. Oh, you want Carla for your resume? Okay. I'll go along. I'll go along with that. Mm-hmm. Let me help you yeah. build up the resume that may then beat
2: me. So ultimately uh, Jesse is hoping, and really Gabler is the swing vote in, uh, in, in this vote where it's, you know, uh, Jesse and and Carla, like try to pull him in. And, and maybe if, if Gabler would have been on board, that maybe we would have seen Cassidy voted out at the final five. Um that, I think and you think um, that the way that Jesse should have played this was to tell like you could tell Carla ahead of time, like, hey, I got the idol. OK, yeah. Get, get all the votes on me. I'm going to write yeah. down. I'm going to write down Cassidy's name. OK, look, right. like you, you don't try anything funny. I have an idol. I'm playing this right, idol. I'm playing my idol. I'm, you're the only you you're the only me. person I'm telling about this. OK, yeah, yeah. so you're either going to get voted out tonight or. Cassidy is getting voted out tonight, and that if it, it, and imagine how how good this would look for Jesse's resume. Also, of like, okay, uh, that you know, and now's the last time to play an idol, and and Jesse pulls out an idol, and then yeah. and then basically like Ben bombs Cassidy out of the game, yeah. where like there's four votes Jesse, and then the one vote for Cassidy is what sends her out of the game. Yeah, and Carly gets no, to that w- stay. That would
1: have been amazing, or I mean, presumably. Two, you know, Carla could have vo- would have voted Cassidy. Yeah. Um in that in that okay, world. three to two. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe even they get Gabler to- I guess Gabler was not gonna vote Cassidy. Um mm-hmm. But
0: well, but, I think um, if you
2: tell Gabler what's going on, then he could potentially go back and like, hey, vote Carlo because uh, you know he's right. Jesse he has an idol. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but in that scenario, I don't know who wins uh, the final immunity challenge. Potentially, it's Owen and well, Owen's
1: Owen's poll is broken in this. In this, uh, you know, in that,
2: uh, <laughs> I guess he broke broke the poll. Uh-uh. So uh I don't know who wins the final four immunity challenge, and, and potentially it still ends up uh with you know Jesse having to make fire against a, a Gabler. But I, I, I did think that he did not play that final five vote correctly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, or optimally it's possible that the that vote he was he so out. overwhelmingly for Carla because of of Cassidy's stumping for her as opposed to it being for yeah. him that there was just not much he could do. I'm sure that he that was what he would have wanted. I mean, it's interesting, you know, he pulls the idol out before the vote. Right. So nobody's going to vote for him yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and some people were saying, "Oh, that's a bad choice." But if the votes were not on him, then that is the correct choice because it's kind of a bad move to pull the vote uh, the idol out after the votes and then not not have it do anything, right? right. If, if, right. if the votes were all for Carla and Jesse pulls out, and I was like, "Hey, I got an idol." Like, okay, like way to go. Yeah, didn't do anything. But if he pulls it out before the votes, then he can be shown to be guiding the vote, yes. But it, the ideal would be to like to get the votes on himself. I, I, my guess is that the votes were just going to Carla and there was no way that he could. Um, but he also didn't want to take the risk yeah. of putting, giving Carla the idol. And then the Carla votes tried to smart.
2: snake him. I think uh, yeah. that she, she wrote She wrote his name down. So yeah. ultimately like if he played the idol on Carla, uh um, he've gone and, home in that scenario? Well, think, did he yeah. write down Cassidy's name i think it would have been a he, revote he might have written out yeah but it, it would a revote of uh, everyone's like, going to vote him out in that scenario yeah and then so he would have like he would he would have potentially gone out uh so that was a very astute play on uh carla when i ask her about that uh tomorrow in the exit interview um so and maybe for Jesse, it was like, hey, uh, like it was a fifty one forty nine I I wanted Cassidy out, but I also knew I had to get Carla out. So right. it, did, it wasn't super important to my game to ultimately do it that way. So, uh you know, de- definitely curious to know more about uh, what was going on there. Um, we haven't really talked much about Carla, who ultimately has a great exit from the game. Uh, She ends up uh, winning the word scramble and ultimately uh, getting the advantage Uh, really uh, comes down to uh, whoever can solve the scramble at the final five immunity. Owen ultimately uh, is able to get it and wins a hard scramble. It was hard because um, you basically just had like like tiles and then all of the blanks. So good luck. You cannot sign at a guarantee home. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so Carla, she ultimately she gets the Cerie send-off music. Yeah. Um the, f- the great, great final five edit, Stephen. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I've been predicting a Gabler win. Yeah. Basically since the start. Um, yeah, Carla was great, very fun character um i did i mean yeah uh, just just great the, the whole final five I, I really i really enjoyed they were i, I mean i want to also give like we you know owen i i really loved and i want to speak more about how much I loved owen because I feel like we sort of gave him short shrift as just kind of the, the guy the other guy you know the zero votes finalist and obviously I have a lot of he well, shouted well, well, you out. Dark. We have. I not we haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah, that's right. The most important part of the episode. Let's talk more about that.
2: Yes. Well, uh, hey, and he named you first, Stephen. Yeah. That are and then are you? Were, yeah. yeah. Are you the the most prolific and well known zero vote finalist?
1: I think I must be now. I mean, now, I mean, you know, I think. Um, I guess, especially I guess now, this,
2: Survivor Token Genes coming to Netflix.
1: Yeah, that's right. My zero votes was, you know, being digitized once again. Um, the the and then the other two were, of course, from also my 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 season. So I, I contributed to those no votes. Uh, mm-hmm. and Guess and you and didn't Tasha's. give them votes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but he was such a such a fun character all season long. Like one sure. thing I really loved about Owen, and I think because this is an extremely rare quality on Survivor, is that things wouldn't go his way. And he would be like, oh, my God, things blew up in my face. They didn't go my way. Like, he would own it. And I think a lot of Survivor char- uh, characters, yeah. contestants, are inclined to say, you know, ah, yes, well, this was all part of my master plan. And, you know, to kind of recontextualize everything as being something they intended or something they knew was going to happen. And Owen really owned it. A lot of people, a lot of times, when you know, things on Survivor happen, you have no clue. Yeah. And Owen owned it. And he was, you know, so forthright about his emotions and yet so generous with with everyone around him. It was just such a such a fun contest.
2: You know, really, the thing about Owen, uh, the self aware king, all throughout the season, mm. you know, and that he was yeah. the super fan who knew he was the super fan who knew things weren't going his way. Right. It, it was really it was a meta moment tonight where he solves the puzzle first. He he goes, uh, or I'm sorry, Carla solves the puzzle first. He right. runs past Carla. He's at the, he's at the thing. He can't find it. Ultimately, Carla pulls the thing out right from him. I I was like, Oh man, this is like Charlie Brown all over again. (laughs) And then he's like, boy, you know, it's just another example of me being Charlie Brown. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing the podcast on the Island. (laughs) We don't even, he knows, he knows what this all looks like. And so, and and that was him all throughout the season of like, Oh, I'm imagining myself in the credits and I'm imagining this uh, is happening. And so, that he just like always knew how like and he had very little at times the ability to control the, the, the show or the movie that he was actually in. But he knew like very well, like how he was seen on the show and where he stood in everything that was going on.
1: Where did it go? like why was Owen always out of the loop? like what was it about? you know what I guess is it like once you're out of the loop, then no one is gonna loop you in. like what was it about Owen all season where he did seem to
2: constantly be that's um, a uh that's a great question. um I think that he was like never quite like uh like in the the group that was controlling things and I, and I think that because maybe it was sort of like where that he was always like, uh maybe, coming to things late but then there was other there were other things that were happening secretive that were not necessarily that he was not necessarily involved in I'm t- I'm thinking about like after the merge is going on like he was he was a big part of working with Dwight and then when Vessi and Baca started to get together and then he did not have a good read on that Jesse and Cody had slipped away and were gonna yeah. be voting with Coco and then ultimately, Um, You know, he kind of then got frozen out on the uh, Janine vote where, you know, he was looked at as sort of like uh, a person who was a challenge threat. And so I just felt like that people didn't really want to ever give him like the real tea about what was going on.
1: Yeah. And he seemed to be somewhat partially maybe because he was so loyal to his original group. Like he really stuck with Baca, you know, like you're saying, basically, like well past, you know, Baca's, you know, sell by date. And, you know, and then, and then of course there was initially was the, the Baca Alliance and he kind of like stuck with that too long. And in some ways it really could have been just, he was like too, you know, locked into these alliances that he was a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny. Wasn't, wasn't there something early where Ellie had said that Owen and, and Gabler were like her two. The
2: Sammy I think was the oh, other, was Sammy. Yeah. Okay.
1: They were the two sons. Okay. Um, well then this its not not so funny. But, mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna but, say if it was gay if it was Gabler, then it would have been funny yeah. there. Two
2: and, and Gabler stop. really um in the beginning of the season, you know, he had the opposite of self-awareness uh, that he really yeah. he wasn't he wasn't doing well physically. Yeah. Um, you know, he that I, I mentioned Owen called him a bull in a China shop. He said, basically, after the first challenge, vote me out. I mean, what a sliding doors moment that was uh, back on episode one. Right. Ellie was like, maybe, yeah, really. We yeah, blew the challenge. Away. Yeah. Uh, vote me out. I'm going to just <laughs> play my shot in the dark. And Ellie's like, no, 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 Gabler, you stay. Yeah. You say, (laughs) Mariah is going home tonight, Uh, and ultimately the whole season. You know, and and I wonder if ultimately Ellie did Gabler a favor when she was like, "Hey, see what you get when you trust Gabler," and you know, I, I think that she kind of felt like, "Okay, well, I'm I'm poking a hole in his game right now." And Gabler talks about that as the moment of like and he branded right. himself, the alley Gabler, right? Uh, like we thought it was just in his confessionals, but I think the jury really ate that up. They love yeah. the idea of like, Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that is what he did. He was like so visible. And then he went back down under the surface and we didn't pay attention to him. Yes. Like he really, he, that, that's exactly how we saw him. And so that when Ellie thought like, oh, nobody's going to trust him anymore. Like, I think that it was just like where people probably disqualified him as thinking like, okay, we don't have to worry about this guy anymore. He's not, he's, he's, he's a goat to drag to the end. And ultimately like he turned out to not be one.
1: Well, what's amazing about that move. And we sort of joked about this at the time was that, oh, well, I guess Gabler's got a resume now. I think that's really a part of his win. You know, no matter what he had this like one decisive move that, was unquestionably his. You know, mm-hmm. Ellie like, pointed to him. So like you could always say, well, Gabler had this enormous impact on the season, like this huge vote, right? What probably probably one of the more decisive votes of the season, um, you know, right at the the foam merge. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and nobody knows what's happening. And Gabler is the one who says, This is what's happening. Yeah. And then it happens. You know, you he, he unquestioning unquestionably had a big impact on on the season. You know, there was there's no and that couldn't be taken away.
2: Yeah. And at the same time he also had Zero blood on his hands. Not one person went out of the game, with the exception of Ellie, who was not right. on the jury, not On the jury, say, yeah. Saying, like uh, freaking Gabler. Right. You know, not, not one
1: person. And so but maybe that's the way to do it. Is like because like the new survivor meta is just like whoever's the threat gets taken out next. Like they make a big splashy move and then disappear,
2: and then like you know, right at the end, be like, Hey, remember that big splashy move? <laughs> yeah. One thing, one thing that looked like an emotional move. So it was not even the kind of thing where it looked like, oh, this, even in the real time of like doing the podcast and everything, nobody's like, wow, maybe you gave the fishy to Gabler, but nobody was like talking about Gabler as like, okay, well now he just made a big move. So everybody's going to come after Gabler um, that we thought, okay, Gabler, he, he will definitely be. And I know I said it on the podcast, Gabler will be in the final three and Will be the zero vote finalist. Uh, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine Gabler getting to the end and winning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and truly. that's fun. That's yeah. fun. I know yeah. everyone's like, whoa, 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 where did this where did this come from? But yeah, so I, I saw a, an interesting thread on the Survivor subreddit, and I don't I don't have it handy to uh give uh credit to the person who, who wrote it, but I'm sure it is still there. Uh, And and the thread basically was saying that Survivor in the new era does not necessarily edit from the player's perspective, but, uh, you know, edits from like uh, how the how the 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 players saw the season while it was happening. And this maybe was the story of like if you were out there. Maybe you saw the season as like, oh, this is it's all. It's Jesse, Carla, Jesse, Carla, like uh, uh, Cody, you know, those are the three players. And then this was just as surprising to the players who were out there as it was to us, the viewers of Gabler. I mean, he was he was there the whole time. That's a good
1: observation. I like that. I got to think about that. That's a really interesting I mean, I really got it cool on the edit analysis because I was just way off. Yeah, I mean, I've been
2: so consistent. New ball
1: game. The last, it's it's last new, new ball game. Well, it really is. The last three seasons, I've been dramatically and and I, you know, it's hard yeah. to. But it, I, it's we don't yet can't really yet tell if it's a consistent. You know, if there, are, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you know, if there's consistency to how they're presenting the winners, uh, or maybe other people can. I certainly can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because all three very different.
2: But I feel like it holds up a little bit like, you know, Erica was somebody who was like uh, not really heard from much. And then, uh, you know, kind of like uh, with, uh, you know, in that final three. okay, that was the the winner of that season. And Marianne was omnipresent. You heard you heard from her constantly. But people didn't really take her as a strategic threat. Up until the very end of the season which i think is also like how she was perceived by the other players and 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 gabler you know he's around all the time we never we never forgot about gabler but we just he was hiding he was hiding hiding in plain sight he kept telling us he was hiding in plain sight he kept telling us that he was the assassin we're like okay sure yeah gabler whatever uh and then ultimately he's the person who takes out jesse in the fire making in an all-time record-breaking time um and we see like uh you know the the kind of person that he is and you know what he, you know and he has uh the, you know he works on the hearts uh and he has a big heart and yeah. ultimately you know he's a person that this cast felt like was very easy to root for.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um the yeah, well, let's talk about the uh, reunion itself. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't talked about so- this yet. Someone commented that Jeff seemed much less excited about the pizza this this uh, this year. No, True, like a lot
2: I, less well, maybe more excited about the champagne. No, She's very excited about the champagne. Um, it did, the pizza didn't bother me this season. I talked about yeah. this uh, a lot last time. I didn't think yeah. there was as many people like uh, like uh, that the people that were eating, I felt like it was in the background or maybe they fixed the sound design. I, I did not feel that like there were as, as many people trying to chew and talk at the same time. But yeah. Jeff was very much like, more champagne! <laughs> Get in here! Come on! Yeah. Like every like it was really like very generous pours for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did think this was probably the best of the three. And tell me if you felt any any differently about it. Uh, that uh, I I thought they did a pretty good job uh, with this Survivor After Show. Not as much, you know, uh, like what was it like? like tell, like, explain the new era. Uh, We went back, we saw, we had some, some like different scenes that we uh, showed from, from earlier in the season. So uh, I, I thought overall the survivor after show was, was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I thought they basically hit like the bigger, you know, the biggest, biggest moments while also giving, you know, some insight into other things. You know, James talking about his human weak moments mm-hmm. was, was great. You know, Noel, of course, you know, talking about her own, um, you know, struggles with self-doubt was great. You mm-hmm. know, then you've got Cody kind of talking about, um, you know, losing, <laughs> losing the advantage of the, the beware advantage. By the way, what a great, like wonderful, humble remark from Cody that like, he just felt lucky that Jesse dragged him to the final six, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Jeff said, like he really could have like, yeah, you know, I, I could forgive him, you know, it was between the two of us be like, you know, just to totally obviate that and and really speak so humbly. That was such a, ch- a charming moment.
2: Yeah, I thought everybody uh, did a really good job and I think everybody got to talk uh, even though I think Samuel got to talk for, he got, five, Sammy, five seconds, five seconds. Why should people be on the show?
1: Yeah, that was right. So, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So uh, a real a real ticking clock there. Um, but overall, I thought that the, uh, I feel like they're getting better which we, is a progress. That's what we like to see here uh, with the Survivor after show. We also uh, got a sneak preview. At season forty-four of Survivor, uh, which looks like that they're uh, what they're going full co wrong on this one.
1: oh gosh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, looks like it's going to be very intense. Survivor forty-four, I guess uh, so. so I, I I thought that I guess it was supposed to be dangerous fun. I guess we've just gone like full, yeah. <laughs> just drop the fun, keep the danger. Yeah,
1: I'm um, yeah.
2: Which I don't know if anybody was asking for that. Yeah, Stephen, we talked about a lot of different things. Uh, I want to uh, get the audience to uh, give us their questions here on uh, Survivor finale night. Also, uh, I just want to highlight the opening of the show tonight. Uh, We got uh, some a little bit of a makeshift uh, Survivor uh, opening title credits a little bit.
1: Did we? I, maybe I'm like sort of missed
2: it. I mean, maybe I. Uh, at least the song. We at least we got the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, that that was exciting to get to get that back. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, of note to highlight. Uh, otherwise, uh, why don't we just uh, go ahead and yeah. uh, remind everybody about uh, something that's coming up next week, uh, next Wednesday night, the first non-survivor Wednesday. Uh, we will be talking Survivor once again as wow. I am bringing you a special presentation called The Year in Survivor. Of course, mm. our sister podcast network, Post Show Recaps, has been doing uh, The Year in different shows. And so uh, we are co-opting the idea. We will have specials coming your way on The Year in Survivor covering the two U.S. Survivor Seasons plus uh, the uh, Survivor South Africa season and Australian Survivor from uh, 2022. Plus, uh, we will also bring you a This Year in Big Brother special as well and a This Year in The Amazing Race. So we can talk about all of the trends and big things that we saw in 2022 uh, in the year in some of our favorite shows. So the year in Survivor, that's going to be myself, Mike Bloom, and Shannon Gus. And it's going to be coming up next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that will be live. So one week from tonight. And I'm sure we will learn much more uh, between now and then. All right, Stephen, uh, let's start to get to some questions. Not too late to get some questions in. Just write them in the chat and we will flag them. Okay. All right. Um, great first question from Brian Robin, Stephen. Do you think the season will hmm. be remembered more for a Gabler win or a Jesse loss? I
1: think the Gabler win because I think that my, I mean, just like this is very early, mm-hmm. you know, early minutes of this, uh, digesting this, you know, news, but I had a lot of, the sense I got from, from my friends who watched this show was that they were not into this season, that overall yeah. they found it to be kind of a boring season of Survivor. Yeah. And Jesse's kind of, sudden emergence as this like big with this big move and you know potential win. I think for a lot of people, I mean certainly we were all very hyped last week. I think for a lot of people seemed like, oh, this might redeem this this season in a way with this like big move and this guy who's playing for his family and this like amazing story, you know. And Gabler, I think, seems to a lot of people a sort of like a more of a WTF winner for like a kind of WTF season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my feeling is like he will, the the Gabler win will push the whole season down in Dalton's rankings and maybe in in, in a lot of people's as well. I mean, I think people will remember Jesse's big move, but I think the story of this season is going to be, you know, this kooky Gabler win on a kind of subpar season of Survivor.
2: I'm just trying to think of like, what what can we compare it to? Like, I kind of feel like that in some ways um, that... You know, you have Survivor Gabon uh, and certainly with Bob as a winner. Bob is a big fan favorite. Bob is a big fan favorite. But I feel like that the um, you don't have a Jesse or a Carla in Survivor Gabon Uh, like you don't have with all with all due respect to the cast of Survivor Gabon. Like there there aren't really, you know, um, players on the caliber of like some of the like all time greatest uh you know uh game players you would probably say who got picked off there uh in that season and so it's 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 very train wrecky this was a season that looked to be sort of like stabilizing where there was a couple of power players at the top and then they all got picked off uh and it ends up like being kind of a train wrecky final three and I'm sure the chat probably has uh, some examples of of that where we. But, but Gabon had much bigger personalities. I bigger, mean, means, oh we, sure, yeah, yeah, and, and Gabon, Gabon, and this, and this was uh, the like m- much. Uh, it had great characters, but not yeah. necessarily big, broad personalities.
1: I mean, I really think Survivor 38 is not a bad comparison, I mean, just for the way that kind of. You, know, you kind of have this like what mm-hmm. winner for and then you know you you had obviously Rick was a huge I mean Rick was a big character all season I, right. I don't I don't know the, nobody on this on this season I think was as big a character as Rick I know Rick is a not everyone is as big a fan of of his as I am mm-hmm. um but but you know what a huge character I don't think you know I mean yeah, so um
2: yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, I think this is going to be one that's going to be a uh, you know, tricky to process here. Uh it, it it'll be uh, I think that look, as somebody who's talked about this show, I think this is the uh 24th survivor finale that I've uh, gotten the privilege of getting to podcast about. When we have things that are unique that haven't happened before. Like this is very fun. I I greatly enjoyed uh this uh show tonight. It did not go as I expected, but I really, especially like the last, uh, like hour of the show, I was glued to the TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a really compelling, um, and, and, and truly like, you know, as a as pure television, if Jesse had waltzed into the final three and one mm-hmm. be a lot less of a question you know, a lot less of an exciting final. trial. Sure. Was. Yeah.
2: Sure. Okay. Obviously
1: maybe a more satisfying result, but, uh, you know, maybe a less, less exciting television.
2: Okay. Um, how about uh, let's? Uh, how about this question from Honey Bear? Uh,
1: Honey Bear says, why, how did Gabler's low profile game beat Owen's underdog story? It's just just an example of how important social relationships are.
2: I mean, uh, we've been talking about this uh, a lot through the lens of Gabler versus Cassidy. But what about uh, do you have any thoughts on why Owen's underdog story uh, couldn't beat out Gabler's?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for Owen, it was always being on the wrong side of the votes, right? Always. I mean, for like Owen's big underdog story was how he was not in on the votes. Yeah. And I think for Gabler, his story was I was in all the all the, the alliances. I had all the paths mm-hmm. and um, I think he sold that well. And and for Owen, I think that was that was, um, you know, maybe a harder. And again, like I do think partially that was just the way Owen yeah. portrayed himself. And and you know, but but he seemed to have an act, I and mean, the, the jury seemed to to read him that way too. I yeah. wonder too, like James was an early juror, obviously had some harsh words the with Mayor
2: of Ponderosa
1: Owen. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, there, uh, not was the mayor. Jeanine Jeanine was, yeah, was the mayor yeah. but James was there right at the start. And I do think that the jurors right can kind of affect each other, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um and I think the most influential jurors are the first people off and the last people. Like yeah. the first people set the tone of the whole thing and then the last people they come out with like all the new intel. And it's possible that James having this sort of negative relationship with Owen, heard mm-hmm. Owen's game with the jury. It's possible that Carla having like, you know, some heated words with, with Cassidy at the end hurt heard, heard Cassidy's game.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think that also with Owen, like I, I think his story was not quite the same as Gabler's story. Like a Gabler's right. story was sort of like, hey. I I was the, you know, the supporting character. I was the wacky neighbor in all of your sitcoms. You know, I I was basically just somebody who was like, I was, I was working with you. I was working with you. I was working with you. I wasn't the important part of the plan, but I, but you all felt like I was with you. That Owen, because to go back to the Charlie Brown analogy, he kept going for the chance to kick the football. He kept looking for his big move that was going to be yeah. his chance to turn the game around. And he at many points did not succeed in, in doing that. So that Gabler was not as ambitious as Owen ever was in the game, but, oh, but Gabler had a much higher success rate than Owen did during the game.
1: And I want to tell you, you, know, the gold standard for me for uh, tribal council performances is, is always Cochran's performance, you know, and his not Todd, his, well, Todd is up there too, but I think, I mean, you know, Todd obviously, well, Todd, Todd is, is, I think the agreed upon gold standard, mm-hmm. but um, one thing I've always loved about Cochran's specific, and and, and well, Todd does something very similar, actually. You know, Todd sort of goes through like, oh, Jean Robert, like you would have beat me. That's why I had mm-hmm. to take you out, you know, really like it's all about making the jurors feel special and important and like they really deserve the win. And, you know, and, and Cochran too, like Cochrane's whole speech is, I'm not the smartest, I'm not, you know, I'm not the most athletic, I mean, you know, I'm not the most, athletic. I'm not even the most strategic. I just had the best timing. You know, mm-hmm. I just got, I yeah. just was fortunate enough to n- get rid of all you amazing players, right. you know, before, be, you know, be, you know, be, and that's why I'm lucky enough to sit here. And that's sort of what Gabler did. I yeah. mean, kind of what you're saying is like, I, I'm the side character on your adventure and I happen to be sitting here. Like, let's celebrate. All, you know, isn't that nice?
2: Right. That is, he was able to like hang his hat on things that uh, nobody else had been trying to claim. And, you know, just going back to the final Tribal council in Survivor, the Amazon, where you had uh, Jenna and Matt, who, you know, despite what, like uh, how people might've felt about it on television, for us, the jury, we kind of felt like that this was like, how are these two the like uh like uh right. hey dina alex heidi like uh, can you believe this that this is the yeah. final these two are the final
1: two um yeah. and we were J- all hoping for a dina heidi final too <laughs> much i remember i was rooting for the dina heidi final
2: too yes um and that i think that matt was trying to like kind of claim ownership over things they're like eh, right like, he didn't like what, yeah. is he, what is he even talking about and and Jenna I think was much more like deferential about like you know the roles that we the jury played in things and she also you know uh you know and she' won four challenges as well um so it's kind of she's a kind of a, a blend between the you know Gabler and Cassidy in the scenario but uh, that was ultimately you know well she was runaway there uh where that you know we felt a lot a lot better about her. Than Matt, who we felt like was not in the loop on things and like a little bit was more trying to say that, no, I I actually did know about all those things all the whole time and and stuff like that, which didn't really match with what we had thought. Let me bring in another question from uh, the great Pretty Good Cards, uh, who uh, produces... Uh, all sorts of uh, incredible cards uh, that, as as the name suggests,
1: <laughs> it doesn't suggest they're incredible. Actually, it says they're Me, no pretty better good.
2: than pretty good. That's they're yeah. being they're being humble, like uh, yeah. like uh, well, like, like we're like, saying, like, the final yeah.
1: tribalist should. Yes, um, will the fact that fire pretty good cards? Want to mm-hmm. know? Will the fact that firemaking killed Jesse's game give us our best shot at that twist finally being shelved? Well, so there was certainly a lot of anger at the firemaking twist generally, mm-hmm. but the counter argument is. Jesse's getting voted out at the final four. Yeah.
2: One. I, I kind of feel like that the final four fire making actually, you know, Jesse had two lives, uh, yeah. that basically in, in this world where there is no final four fire making, um, Jesse is going to be voted out. What? Three yeah. to one at tribal council that night. Yeah. So really the final four fire making gives uh Jesse two lives. Uh ultimately, it's what gives Tony the win in Winners at War. Uh Tony did not win. That Natalie wins the final immunity challenge, uh and Tony would have been voted out probably uh going into that final 4 Tribal Council. The the fire final 4 firemaking uh gives that player like a second shot. So I, I don't think that um the final 4 firemaking is going anywhere and it really is not the reason why Jesse ends up losing.
1: Or is it Rob? Because if there is no final four fire making, maybe Jesse doesn't blindside Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's possible. Then, that's possible. Um, also, if you have Cody a goes vote to there. final, vote
1: gets voted out at final
2: four. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's, it's the indirectly. Guy. Um. I think that that is a definitely a valid uh point again, against it. But as far as it being like directly the cause, why he loses the game, uh, th- that is not the case.
1: Yeah. And again, in this world, Jesse does not have a signature move. I mean, I think the thing we've learned about Jesse is like before that move, he was really seen as like the shadowy figure. And a lot of people didn't have a sense of how great his game had been, you know, throughout the whole season. And, and that Cody was more the front man of that of that. Uh, band. Mm-hmm.
2: OK, um, how about. Um, OK, uh, Rachel wants to know. It seems like Cassidy wasn't seen as making any of her own moves by the jury. Could she have swayed the jury by taking on Jesse in fire or was it always going to be Gabler? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess she could have like if she would have beaten Jesse in Final Four fire making. Yeah, I think that probably would have changed the narrative of, OK, I, she went and slayed the dragon. Yeah, but, you know, I just hate the idea that you have to do that right no it's 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 wild i mean
1: um omer uh tweeted you know about in, we, we used to ridicule eric reichenbach for giving up immunity you know at the final mm-hmm. four i mean obviously slightly different because you know
2: in the final five yeah. making
1: challenge yeah. or final five and now suddenly it's the you know the de facto thing to do is give up your immunity to somebody else
2: mm-hmm. yeah oh you have to otherwise then you you know uh do you even really want to win Right. If you're not giving up immunity, like
1: why on earth would you give up an, um, the immunity? And also like, she won her way there. I mean, you know, if if you're someone like Chris Underwood who truly had done nothing, it made it made sense. But I mean, you, would, you, you had made that point that Chris Underwood, you know, really hurt Natalie in Winners at War. Because, mm-hmm. right, the fact that Chris Underwood did it has created this insane standard for everybody else who now, oh, you, you didn't give up immunity. That's even worse than winning. Like better to not win immunity at all if you're not going to
2: give it up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, but listen, if we are ever like in some crazy world where they invite me to go play Survivor and I somehow win the final four immunity challenge, I'm never making gonna like give up my immunity. No. and make the fire. Get out of here. Unless it
1: was, I mean, no, no. I mean, there's some scenario if you it was against someone who truly did not know how to make fire and you were really good.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Maybe if somebody was like a like a corpse of a person and they're like, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah, fine, but <laughs> worked it. It's you versus
1: Mark the chicken. Like yeah, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, how about this question, uh, Stephen from Bat Jones? I Bat Jones, twenty-two, wants to know what pre-juror do you think has the best
1: chance of returning? Please answer. I am Swedish chef. That's a fun. That's a fun game. Okay. I mean, pre-juror I a, to return. Yeah. Ellie's gotta be up there. Yeah, I
2: think it's got it, it's probably Ellie, Dwight. I I Dwight think was good. Are uh two of the, uh, if I had to the pick notable one, ones pre-jurer,
1: I would pick I would pick Ellie. Maybe number two would yeah. be Dwight.
2: And Mariah also I think would have been uh really fun to have around in the season, you know, had she uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be tough for a first boot to come back. Uh but I think that Ellie, especially that, you know, if they could ever do like a rival season. Uh, and you wanted oh to bring God. back Ellie and Gabler. I mean,
1: I mean, but this season had a lot of like, you know, you could see Owen, um, coming back. I mean, yeah. obviously Jesse, Carla, uh, Sammy, certainly. Yeah. I mean, Cody for sure. I mean, sure. yeah, that
2: is a great cast of season, but Stephen, could you imagine? And I, I really, I don't know how they necessarily, uh, do it in the new era. So I, I imagine that the pre jurors are still in Fiji. Uh, but they are not with where uh, the players who are, have made the jury is. But when they reconnect yeah. and they tell Ellie, Ellie, oh, you're oh, never no. going to believe who won the season. Yeah. She'll be like, who <laughs> gay blur. She's Her head's going to explode. Yeah. How, how did how did that not happen?
1: Amazing. I mean, Cassidy and Owen's faces. I, you've never, we've never seen a reaction like that from, from losing finalists when, when, I mean, we, we, I guess we've rarely seen, we've not had the opportunity to see a lot of mm-hmm. in the moment reactions like that. Cause normally the finalists know who wins before the votes are read. But, um, that was wild. They were absolutely flabbergasted.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if there's anything else, uh, that we haven't talked about. Um, let's see. um, how about, uh, all right, let's do one more question from a uh, little, little H, Steven. All right, little H wants to know in a different multiverse, Cassidy
1: drops her tower. Does Owen have any <laughs> chance to win with a bent pole? Sounds like no. Um, and does Gabler win? And we see a Jesse versus Owen fire making. Well, this is interesting. If Gabler wins that challenge, he's putting suggest-
2: himself into the fire. I think, I think he wanted Gabler to make would. the fire. I think Gabler would. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, but also he was very confident in his own fire-making skills.
2: Yeah, and interesting enough. So, like Je- Jeff says at that point, I'm like, wow, it's like like we've got three people here who are want to make the fire. Like, no, nah, Jeff, no, you have two. <laughs> Jesse does, does not want to make the fire. Jesse's like, like,
1: no, let's make this very easy. They both want to mm-hmm. make fire. Let's let them.
2: Yeah, Jesse's like, do not put that evil on me. I do not want to make the fire. Okay, yeah. Steven. What a ride we've been on here in Survivor 43. You know, unpredictable. We did not see this coming. Definitely did not see this coming. I can say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do wonder like uh, that when you go back and do your rewatch, like uh, how many rewarding things are there along the way? just hinting to this Gable <laughs> win. Now,
1: like, this is now canon, my imminent rewatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> I've never rewatched a season and my first one is going to be the mm-hmm. Survivor. 40 you never
2: rewatched any season.
1: I don't think so. No, no. Not even your own. I mean, maybe parts of, Tog- I don't yeah. think I've watched the whole thing. Well, it's like, so coming know, we up do, on do,
2: Netflix. Do.
1: I, I know how it ends. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> coming to paraphrase podcast, the Survivor <laughs> Tokajin's rewatch. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this was really, really fun. I know this is a controversial ending uh, to this season, but wow, this was interesting.
1: It was interesting. I can say that.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we will have a lot more to unpack with all of this as I get the chance to speak with the final five, including the winner on Thursday. Uh, and so uh, we will do all that and we will have a full slate of coverage coming your way here uh, over <laughs> the next couple of days. OK, uh, we are here right now at the Survivor know it I'll have exit interviews. Uh, a recap show with uh Marianne Okich, winner of Survivor 42. Get Wait. her take on all this. And Brian Scaly will join me on Friday for the Survivor Feedback Show. Plus uh the Survivor B, Survivor Global, why Gabler won, the Stockwatch, and Bryson Wendell. Uh, when they uh get through with their viewing party tonight, uh they I don't think they'll record tonight, but pretty soon they will be talking about on the Survivor News about this big win for Gabler. Can you wow. believe it? wild i think i'm dreaming am i am i is this a
1: dream i truly like there was a moment where i was like this is not really happening is it is this really like this is the whole the whole thing feels
2: mm-hmm. alternate university yeah i think i'm gonna wake up pretty soon okay yeah all right uh last night got the chance to talk to Derek x and claire about their experience on the amazing race 34 these Did two they have fun? yeah they had fun these two are incredible to talk to i think everybody that uh watches them just feels like oh yeah these are my friends and they really uh, had us dying on the amazing race uh deep dive last night uh jess and mike joined me for that one so if you haven't watched that one it's a really fun one uh watch the video check out uh claire and derek uh over on Rob's podcast then This uh, next week on Tuesday night, we'll be talking about the year in Big Brother. We'll be talking about Celebrity Big Brother 2022, Big Brother Canada 10, and Big Brother 24. What a crazy year for Big Brother. We'll be talking about that live coming up on Tuesday night. That'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern if you want to join us live, maybe even 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, Hmm. Uh, check. Well, as we get closer to Tuesday, check the date and time. All right. And then, of uh, uh, The Real Love Boat is coming to its conclusion next week. One more week of The Real Love Boat. Kirsten and Jenny and I talked about The Real Love Boat earlier tonight. So check that out. Our episode 11 recap. Uh, Steven, have you been keeping up with The White Lotus? No, I'm really excited. I haven't haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm very excited. Yeah, you'll love it. Okay, Uh, of course, uh, Josh Wiggler and I, uh, that we're getting together once again to talk about scripted TV every single week. And we're doing that over on Post Show Recaps. And we were joined by Ariel and uh, and Dr. Amanda to talk about the White Lotus Season 2 finale. Of course, uh, just part of the uh, great White Lotus coverage going on over on our sister podcast, uh, the Post Show Recaps. Hmm. All right. Uh, I will be live with the patrons uh, this Friday for patron happy hour. We'll be doing that at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, of course, if you are a patron of this podcast, you could join us on Discord or in our Facebook group. I'll be taking your calls. I'm sure we'll talk on much more about this uh, survivor finale coming up on Friday this week. We put that out as a podcast. One of the perks you get. When you become a patron of Rob podcast, I appreciate all the support we get from our amazing community of reality TV fans who I'm sure have a lot to say about what happens here tonight. You get all of our patron content plus access to our patron groups on Facebook and Discord and the ability to join us live for some of our shows, including our live uh, podcast with Marianne coming up tomorrow. It's all part of what you get when you become a patron at Rob website.com patron of course thank you for listening to our coverage all season long make sure you don't miss anything when you're subscribed slash subscribe uh, subscribe for free on Apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts all right steven what's coming up for you you got the rewatch yeah i got the, got the got the big re-watch survivor for <laughs> what's first survivor 43 or token Chains?
1: I, I guess Survivor 43, you got to gotta watch that Gabler edit, you know? Yeah. I mean, you need to, like, get, get into the weeds on this one and, mm-hmm. you know, take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing much, Rob. You know, we've been um, wildly ill. The part of parenting that yes. everyone tells you about, but which you never really, you know, imagine for yourself, is how just sick you get every time your child gets some, like, passing illness and it, like, mm-hmm. lays you up for two weeks. So we've been, like, largely laid up for... You know, weeks at a time. Um, so I'm oh expecting God. more of that. Yeah. Well, like days at a time. But, yeah. And yeah, so I'm, you know, you know, that's that's going to be my my, you know, hopefully by the time, um, you know, we're podcasting again in in March, February. Yeah. When when are
2: they? When March first, uh, Survivor 44. March are you first. are you coming back? Oh, what do you mean? I mean if I'm invited, okay. you know, I've okay. been replaced. You know? All right. Yeah. Well, you know the, No. Well, now I feel like this is sad. This is the last time I'm going to talk to you until March. I mean, you, you know, you. Well, my okay. Memory. For the, then, let me say. uh Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Oh, thank you. uh, Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Wow, you're really running through all the milestones. Well, if I don't hear from you you until, you until March 1st. You can call. You can text me on my birthday. Okay. All right. That, I mean, do. I see
1: these tweets you make for Bryce. It's like, oh my god! Like, mm-hmm. I've known I've known Rob a lot longer than he's known Bryce, and he's like, this is the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. You I mean, inspire me every day. Like, what? You know, I I inspire you a little bit. I deserve a little least, bit. Like, a
2: little you know, bit. Well, I mean, we have the same like uh, we're tweeting the same. So, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, Stephen, congratulations on Survivor Token Chains coming to Netflix. Are you excited?
1: Um, yeah, I am excited. new generation. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful that, you know, in 2008, I was seen as a a weasel rat snake in a bad way. And I think that my, that now the 2022 audience will be more, look more favorable. Okay. Upon upon me. Well, who knows? I mean, I I could be getting a lot more, you know, a lot of the same criticism that I, I, um, I do.
2: We'll see. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, would love to hear, would love to hear about how this journey goes for you.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I will. I'll keep you. I'll keep you updated.
2: Okay. Um, to everybody who joined us and stayed up late, really appreciate you uh, being here with us on a very interesting and unforgettable night in Survivor history. I will have all of the exit press coming up on Thursday. Plus, Marianne Okich. thanks for joining us once again for another season of Survivor Know It Alls. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.